This is episode 182 of the e-commerce Coffee Break podcast. Today, I have Brandon Leibowitz of seooptimizers.com with me on the show, and we talk about digital marketing strategies to increase your website sales with search engine optimization. So let's get started. This is the e-commerce Coffee Break. A top-rated Shopify growth podcast dedicated to Shopify merchants and business owners looking to grow their online stores. Learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host, Klaus Lauter, and get marketing advice you can't find on Google. Welcome welcome, welcome to, to the, the show. show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce Coffee Break podcast. Today we want to talk about something that is as old as the interwebs. It's SEO, search engine optimization. Search engine optimization has always been there working on and off with that for a very, very long time in all businesses that are involved. And it shows you how important it is. With e-commerce, with Shopify, with everything that helps you to turn traffic into clients, into sales, SEO is a crucial factor to make it work. We want to talk about this today and have Brandon Leibowitz with me. He's the founder and owner of SEO Optimizers at seooptimizers.com. Brandon runs and operates this business since 2007, so he's around for a long time when it comes to SEO. They're a digital marketing company that focuses on helping small and medium-sized businesses to get more traffic, which turns and converts into client sales and leads. So let's dive right into it. Hi, Brendan. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Brendan, you're doing SAO and everything that comes with it for a very, very long time. And a lot of things have changed over the years. So what's your perspective? How important is SEO nowadays? As long as people are searching, SEO is still going to be around. But if search engines or people don't search in the future, then it'll go away. But for now, people are still using Google, still searching on, it doesn't have to be Google. You could search on Amazon, on Yelp, pretty much anywhere. Anywhere there's a search feature, there's ways to optimize for that. Okay. Now, for a lot of business owners, Merchants, Shopify merchants, SEO is a bit of an afterthought. They want to have traffic very, very quick. SEO usually takes a little bit of time. What are the biggest challenges that you see when it comes to implementing SEO strategies? It's building trust up with Google because you can put keywords all over your website. Google doesn't really care or trust you. So you have to get Google to trust you. And that's the part that takes time. It's not that hard to build a website and throw some keywords in there, but to get Google to actually believe that you are who you say you are, that's where it takes time. And it just depends on how competitive those keywords are. So if there's a lot of competition for your keywords, then it's going to take a lot longer for SEO versus if you're selling or promoting something very unique and niche and there's not much competition, then it's going to be a lot quicker and easier. It still takes some time, but it'll be a much faster. SEO is more of a long-term play. So you have to build up this trust. And once Google starts trusting you, then they're going to start making you for your keywords. And the way to build trust is by getting what are called backlinks, getting other websites to talk about you. The more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google is going to give to you. And then they look at those keywords on your website, but it doesn't work the other way around. Without those backlinks, Google's just not going to believe that you are who you say you are. Okay. Now, just assume I'm a new merchant. My Shopify store has just started. What are the steps that I need to implement to get started with SEO? Before you even set the store up, I would think of a structure and hierarchy that makes sense for your website because it's very, very important how you categorize and set up the category or collections. They call it subcategories, sub subcategories. And I would look at your competitors, see what they're doing because if you're an e-commerce website selling 500 or 1,000 products, it's going to be tough to optimize every single product. But the categories are where people are more likely to search. Like, for example... If you're selling tennis shoes and then you have all these different styles of shoes, 
someone searching on Google for tennis shoes, you don't want just one pair to show up. You want the whole collection or like men's tennis shoes. You want the whole men's collection so they could select from it. Or if they put like white men's tennis shoes and you have the whole white selection of white colored men's tennis shoes, but people aren't going to look for individual product. But majority of the time, a lot of focus on the categorization. So making sure you really set your site up in a way that maximizes as many different collections or categories as possible. Looking at your competitors, seeing what they have for their categories. Like I always tell people, for example, Target, it's a good website because they sell pretty much almost everything. And you can look at how they categorize their categories, subcategories, sub subcategories. And you look at these big corporate sites, they're going to help you out because you got to think they have whole teams of people building this stuff out. They're not just guessing, they're doing the research and trying to fine tune it or Amazon, another great one to look at and see how they structure it. Once you structure your website, then another big part of it for e-commerce is content. Google can't really read images or videos. So if you just have a bunch of product images on these collection pages, that doesn't do much. You have to add some text. So adding a couple hundred words of text for each collection page or category, it's going to really help out. I know a lot of people don't want to add a bunch of text on their page. And I would say just throw it at the very bottom of the products. So have the products at the top, maybe have a paragraph at the top or like a couple sentences at the top. So at the bottom, you have all this text there that is really for SEO or Google to help them read and understand what that page is about. This is stuff that's more straightforward, but then we could get technical where you go into SEO settings and you have the title tag and the description, making sure your images before you upload them to your website are descriptive file names. So the file name of images, videos, audio, anything that's not text needs to have some descriptive words in there. That's going to really help out. There's a lot of other technical things, but those are the more important things like having good content on every single page or the collection pages and the homepage and having a good site structure is really going to help move the needle without getting too technical and in the weeds and then building those backlinks, getting other websites to talk about you because you can make all these changes to your website. You can make a perfectly optimized website. But without those backlinks, Google's just not going to trust you. It already shows that SEO is a very complex topic. What you just mentioned, these are the basic that merchants in a day-to-day -day business, a product manager or whoever maintains the product detail pages can do and should do as part of the normal day. And as you said, then it becomes quite technical. Tell me the other side, the side that you help with backlinks and everything that comes with this. What makes it so special and what is the structure or the process that you help the merchants with to get the traffic at the end of a day? I take care of it all for them. So setting up the website, the structure, the hierarchy, helping with the keyword research, figuring out what keywords to put on the website, going in, optimizing all the technical stuff, and then building those backlinks by, there's a lot of different ways to build backlinks. So there's tools that will show me anyone's website so I could see your backlinks, you could see mine. So what I like to do is go into Google, search for your keywords, see who's on that first page of Google for your keywords and throw them into these different tools. You have to pay for them, but they'll show you all their backlinks. The big ones are like Ahrefs or Moz or SEMrush or the more popular sites. And you just buy one of those tools. You don't need to buy all of them, but just pick one and use that to just find your competitors and look at what keywords are you or what backlinks they're incorporating into their website. And then one by one, you could see which ones seem good because it's not a numbers game. In the past, if I have 100 backlinks and you have 200, you rank higher than me. But now it's not the number of backlinks, it's the number of quality backlinks. And when we're looking at your competitors, you only want to get the quality backlinks. What is a quality backlink? To Google, quality backlink is a website that's related to you. That's really important. Authoritativeness. How big is this website? So relevancy, if you're like, let's say selling clothing and then you're getting a backlink from a flower shop. That's a little strange. Like why is a flower shop linking to a clothing store? But if you're a clothing store and you're getting another website related to fashion, anything somewhat related to what you're doing, that's what Google sees. And then authoritativeness. 
how big is this website? A backlink from my website to yours would be good, but it's not the same as a Forbes or Wall Street Journal or Huffington Post. So the bigger the website, the more SEO value and the more related to you, the better off it's going to be. So when looking at your competitors, look for the sites that are related to what you're doing and have some authority. And those are the ones that you want to go after and target and figure out what did your competitors do? Were they interviewed on this website? Did they give out a free product to somebody and they wrote a review about it? Did they have a coupon code that they gave to somebody? Did they join like the PBB or Chamber of Commerce? Or what did they do? Because you could reverse engineer their entire strategy by looking at those backlinks. Okay. Now, a lot of shops have a high turnover on products. Some of them are commodities. Some of them are fashion products that are just in there for a season or so. So optimizing for a short-lived product detail page is probably not a good idea. Or does that make sense? If you're doing that, then that page, you could either leave it up and say coming soon or try to stir people in a different direction. Or if you take that page down, you could do what's called 301 redirect. So preserve some of that value. So it tells Google, all right, this page is gone, but here's the category page. So it says here's like the category of the home page. So it takes people to a page that's similar called a 301 redirect. And that's a way to preserve that value. But if you have seasonal ones, like if you're selling something for a few months, it might be tough for SEO because it's going to take a few months for Google to rank you. Unless you've already built up the backlinks in your big corporate website, like Target, they could throw a product up on there and it'll rank pretty much immediately because there's so much authoritativeness built up in their backlinks that Google trusts them. So you get yourself to level that Google trust you, then those rankings will come in quicker. Probably won't come immediately, but you probably get ranked in like a month or two. So it just depends how big your website is, how much trust Google's given to you. And then you can try to target some of those more seasonal, short-lived products, but they do disappear. You could try to offer them something similar or maybe have them on a wait list or whatever you could do to hopefully get that person to continue to want to purchase from you. Okay, that's, these are great tips. You're talking about Google. I think Google has still most of the traffic is coming from Google. Are there any other kind of search engines or niche search engines that you would recommend to optimize for? I would just optimize for where your traffic's coming from. And I would use tools like Google Analytics to track where your traffic comes from. And then you can see where's my traffic coming from. Is it coming from Google, Bing, Yahoo, Yandex, or social media, or email, or people just typing your website directly in? But these tools, Google Analytics, mainly, it's a free one. It'll show you too much data. It's like data overload, but it shows you everything you want to need. Then you can see, all right, a majority of my customers are coming from Baidu or this search engine Baidu. Maybe I should optimize for this, but I've never really seen that in 2000. Since doing this from 2007 to now, like almost 15 years, never seen Google or another search engine bringing more traffic than Google. But every website is different. So I would check your analytics. But for the most part, Google is where it's at. But you got to take a step back and think if you're looking for your product or service, where would you go? And that's all that matters. You don't need to be everywhere. You just need to be in front of your audience. And sometimes it might be some small, obscure site or Etsy, Pinterest. Things like that could bring in a lot more traffic if done properly. Okay. Now, a lot of stores, they have their, as I said, their homepage, a collection page, their product detail page, and they might have about us page or some policy pages, but not much more of content. What kind of strategy would you recommend to build up more content? And on that, what kind of content should people build up so that they get indexed? To Google, a normal website would have an about us, contact us page, privacy policy, terms of service, like these need to be there. If they're not there, Google just looks at you as like, all right, you're not that trustworthy. Or on your contact page, should have a phone number or an email address or some way for people to get a hold of you, especially if you're e-commerce. Because if not, 
Google is just not going to trust those sites. I know a lot of people don't want to put that contact information there, but got to take a step back. If you were going to buy off a website that had no contact information, would you ever buy off that? Probably not. That's why people would be like, all right, let me just go on Amazon because I know if it's fake or I get ripped off or something happens, I'll get my money back. So you got to build trust up to get people to trust you. But content wise, you got to have more text on every single page and more categories. So build out as many categories as possible or collections as possible. But once you've built them all out, then it's blogging, where that's the way to add more content to your website, because there's only so many pages, products, categories that you could build. Then it's like, what do I do? And that's where the blogs come into play, where you offer value. Don't promote yourself, but offer value and write informational blog posts that are supposed to rank in Google to get people that are looking for a question or have an issue to find your blog post, read it, and then hopefully want to buy your product or service or whatever it is that you're promoting in there. But blogging is a great way to Keep adding more content to your website. Keep your, now I'd blog once a month if you can. More is better, but once a month is really sufficient just to keep it updated because Google also looks at your website to see how frequently it changes. If your website hasn't changed in four years, Google thinks that you might have gone out of business. So a blog is a way to keep your website updated with new content, fresh content, and just a new way to draw new eyeballs onto your website. I think there's a lot of truth in there. I see a lot of online stores who do not have a phone number. And I always tell them that's not building trust with your customer. I never thought about that. This is part of SEO. So I learned something here, but one reason more to do it. I want to touch on something that's relatively in the news for the last couple of months is creating content with artificial intelligence generators, OpenAI, ChatGPT. There's a bit of a discussion going on if Google will accept this kind of content generated there or not. What's your take on that? Well, Google said a couple months ago that it's fine if it's written by AI that they're not going to penalize you like they would have in the past. They said as long as the content offers value, actually they just said it a couple days ago too as well, whether the head guys that does SEO or my master at Google that lets you know, but got to take everything with a grain of salt. Google's not really going to tell you the truth, but BuzzFeed fired half their staff a couple months ago because there's like, we don't need you. We could just have ChatGPT or GPT-4 and other tools like that just break the content for us. Google says, as long as it offers value, it's okay. But ChatGPT or GPT-4, it's a lot better now, but still, it's not perfect. So take everything with a grain of salt. Probably got to go in there, tweak it, rewrite it. I would use it as like generating outlines. There's a great tool for that, for writers to like generate outlines, but copying it verbatim might not be the best idea nowadays. But in the future, once it's much more sophisticated and better, you probably just could unfortunately just copy it and wouldn't have any issues. And Google says it's perfectly fine. Just make sure content offers value. That's really what Google wants to make sure that it offers value, that you're providing an answer to someone's question or just giving value. That's what you should be doing anyways. Your blogs, social media, anything you're putting out there should be offering value. You don't want to promote yourself. It's really spammy and people don't want to hear you or see you promoting yourself. But if you offer value, people start to trust you more. Okay. You said earlier on that SEO is a bit of a long-term strategy. Give me an idea on how long it will take from scratch or somebody who has a website for a year or so before they can really see results if they step follow every step in the process. So that really varies depending on the competition and the keywords that you're trying to rank for. Because what matters is how big or who are you? Like how old is your website? Well, how many backlinks do you have versus your competitors? That's really what comes down to. So if it's very competitive, these keywords and these competitors might have thousands of backlinks and you only have five backlinks, it's going to take a long time to get you up to that level. But if you're in a more unique kind of niche area with less competition and let's say your competitors have a hundred backlinks and you have five backlinks and probably get up there in six months or so, a year, possibly, just depending on how competitive it is. 
But in general, if you don't have any backlinks, it's going to take much longer. If you've already built up some trust and credibility and have been around for years and years, that's going to help speed it up. Let's say you don't have any backlinks, but you've had your website for 15 years, which I've had clients like that. Me building a few backlinks and doing some quick changes will get them to pretty much just shoot up right away because Google's like, thank you for finally giving us some backlinks, showing us that you're trustworthy because we've seen that you've been around for years, but we just don't know who you are and we don't trust you. But these backlinks help solidify and build that trust. It's like a vote. It's like these websites are voting for each other. It's tough. It's not really a one size fits all. I always offer free website consultations with my clients. That way I can let them know, all right, where are you versus your competitors? And how do we get them to your level that you want to be at? Because if I just tell you it's six months, 